Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Take two. Take two. <laughs> Connecting, equipping, and promoting emerging supernaturalists. <laughs> Even created for such a time as this. All right, and here we go. <laughs> there is more. He said, what? Yo, 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 it's the Supernaturalist Podcast Show. This show exists to connect, equip, and promote emerging supernaturalists on a global level. And I trust that that's why you're listening, that it's your desire to see God's kingdom come, his will be done, established through your daily contribution. It's such an honor to have you listening to the show today. My guest today is straight out of Lancashire, UK, one crazy worship leader named Godfrey Bertil. With his amazing wife, Jill, they now live in a small town called Eagle, with only a population of 800. Godfrey has a unique proclamational style. It's a new worship genre that he calls gospel music. Godfrey loves to love, and whether he's ministering to crying men like he did at our men's breakfast just this last Saturday at Seattle Revival Center, or it's going into psych wards to sing identity lullabies over children, you will know that it's Godfrey Bertil by his love for Jesus and people. He has released 18 live CDs, two studio CDs, and his hit songs include Outrageous Grace, Are You Ready?, and CBC Praise and Worship Song of the Year, Just One Touch from the King. You're going to want to definitely pick up the following two albums, Wonderful Dance and Intrinsically Linked. For more information on Godfrey, check out his website, godfreeb.com. And while you're waiting for those albums to arrive or download, make sure that you listen to his music on YouTube. But before we dive into this interview, just wanted to take a second to remind you to rate and review this podcast on iTunes. To do that, go to thedarrenshow.com. That's thedarrenshow.com. That'll redirect you to iTunes. Ratings and reviews are a big deal when it comes to iTunes. That's what helps aggregate this content, to pull it up to the surface. It lets iTunes know that we exist and we really do matter. Even though we know that we matter to the Lord, that doesn't necessarily mean that we matter when it comes to the podcast chart. So if you enjoy this podcast, take a second or two to rate and review. You can give it one star. That means that you think it's kind of lame. Or you can give it five stars, and that means that you think this thing be dope, be tight, be off the flipping chain. So go to thedarrenshow.com. Don't forget to subscribe. That'll keep the latest supernatural content flowing onto your streaming device automatically without you having to do any striving, right? So enter his rest, subscribe to the podcast. Okay. Without any further ado, let's dive into this wonderful interview with this amazing man, Godfrey Bertil, right here, right now on the Supernaturalist Podcast Show. Let's go. Godfrey, thank you. Thanks for doing this. Hey, it's a pleasure. It's um, a pleasure. Yeah, so we were having this incredible conversation just a second ago, and we were going on, and it was pure gold. And all of a sudden, I looked, and I realized that we weren't recording. And yeah. uh, and so now that's lost forever. We'll never get any of that back. But just believing well, we're that. We're making, making memories. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. The rest of this conversation is going to go from glory to glory. And and uh, But yeah. thanks so much for doing this interview. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Uh, absolute pleasure. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, 
so I remember the first time uh, I ever heard any, any of your, your music and it was uh-huh. at this, this revival meeting in Wales. I was there with my dad. They were doing canned music and they made this, um, this CD that began with kind of like Rodney Howard Brown music and there was all the, you know, everybody was really worshiping and then out of nowhere, it switched up and this song came on. I've gone, I've gotten so far out that I can't come back. Beep, beep. <laughs> and, and all these old people started freaking out. I'm serious. Like they turned into pogo sticks and they started jumping all over the room like, like penguins with their little fins out on, on their sides. <laughs> <laughs> yelling beep beep and i was like what the heck is what is this like what what is going on and um and then i remember like i don't think i necessarily really appreciated that moment or, or like i was a different person back then you know it's like 2005 yeah and um and that and slosh fest was happening all during that time and i and i was i was pretty critical of that you know i didn't know who any of these guys were you just yeah. you just heard the stories sure you know and a lot of it was just rumors you know like crazy stuff that you yeah. that we were hearing about and i was like oh, that can't be god you know and um and so I like skip a beat. I come across some of your material somewhere and I begin to play your material for my, my oldest daughter who's nine now at this time, she's like four and I start to play your stuff off of YouTube and she loved it. And she would just begin worshiping. We'd have so much fun in our living room again, <laughs> turning into pogo sticks going beep, beep, you know? And, um, Sweet. yeah. And so like, you just have this, this, um, this joy worship, like this, this very playful kind of, um, childlike worship that's just not like it's just not really normal for like the, the worship scene it's not normal yeah. you know, i mean i appreciate passion right and everything's super passionate but there's not necessarily a lot of like playful childlike like worship uh-huh. and you think there would be especially considering the only way into the kingdom is like a child you know but okay one, one more thought and then i'll let, I'll let you go I was, I was just thinking about this recently you know, why is it when you go to children's church, you go to like these children's environments in the church and there's all these actions and there's all this laughter, right? And there's all, and, and, and there's like these kind of songs where you have to act everything out and a lot of like, whoa, you know, a lot of like anthems and stuff, but then you kind of grow up and, and, and all the, the laughter kind of disappears in the worship, (laughs) you know, and, and the fun kind of like, and all the actions and all that kind of disappear. And I feel like you're bringing that back. I feel like you're bringing like this kind of like this children's church environment into the church where adults are becoming children again. And I just, uh-huh. I think it's awesome. I love it. Yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> I, I mentioned before there's a guy in the UK called Ishmael that leads for kiddies, you know, and um, uh, someone once said, I'm a, 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 an Ishmael for grownups, you know, and um but the, the, I get a lot of feedback from mums, you know, uh, that say their kids love the albums and uh, and uh, I've had some where they say they, they play them last thing at night, you know, the, their albums, they, they won't go to bed until they've heard one of my albums and stuff. I've had stuff like that said. And uh, and I once had the thought about doing a kid's album. and uh, But I remember these mums saying, no, no, they like them just as they are, you know, and I suddenly realized they probably are kids' albums, really. I keep it very simple. and I think they like the rawness, you know, of the yeah. songs and stuff, you know, and uh, I, I guess they're singable, you know, and uh, and I believe as a New Covenant worshiper, you know, we're, it's good to have fun, you know, there's fun in it, you know, and I feel the Lord smiles as we're worshiping, you know, as we're singing and, 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 it's making declarations, proclamation, you know, um, which I believe is good. 
and yeah. healthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when like when it's you're... not depressing, you know what I mean? <laughs> I find some worship quite depressing. It looks it anyway. You know what I mean? And uh, I just feel the Lord wants to, you know, say, "Come on, New Covenant worship is a party. We're celebrating. It's finished." You know what I mean? Uh, that, that's that's me. Like when you're writing a mu- when you're writing a song. Are you having to like be mindful of that? Like, oh God, for you got to keep it playful. You got to keep it fun. Like that's who I am. Or is this really just who you are? This just bubbles out of you. Sure. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to be playful. It just, it's just the way it is. It's, it's my life, you know, it's a life of worship, isn't it really? You know, it's beyond songs and stuff. So, yeah. So, you know, while I'm leading worship, I'm not sure what's going on really. But, uh, you know, I guess people would say I'm quite whimsical. And uh, my dad, uh, you know, he was a historian and a, and a newspaper editor. And I always remember when he did speeches, people used to love it. You know, when he had dinners and stuff, he'd do these like, after-dinner oh, wow. speeches. And uh, people would be falling about laughing. But he wouldn't really understand why. It was because he was so whimsical, I think, you know. And, wow. uh, and I, I think maybe I've inherited some of that. Sometimes I'm not Absolutely. even sure why it's happening. You know, I think it's because I'm, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm kind of, uh, it, it's just happening. You know, I'm not trying to make it happen. It just, like my dad doing his speeches, he, he wasn't trying to be funny. He just was funny, you know. <laughs> work that out <laughs> yeah, and like your process like your process for songwriting uh, it's to me it almost sounds like a lot of these songs almost come out of these drunken environments where where you're just doing these like big parties in the glory and all of a sudden these spontaneous songs come out and it, it, is that kind of how it happens or is it, it or is it kind Not of in really. the se- in the secret place you're kind of crafting no i I was a, a, a journalist, a press photographer for 20 odd years. Uh, that was my job, wow. you know, proper job. Wow. <laughs> and, um, you know, and when you're a photographer, I started in dark rooms and this is old school black and white film, you know. And when you're a photographer, you get an eye for a picture. And so you sort of, you, you see in rectangles, you know, and you'll wow. spot a picture when someone else doesn't because you're attuned to it. Wow. And this is the same way I write songs. So maybe someone just, while they're preaching, just one word, one sentence that is like a snapshot. So that snapshot, you know, I'll go and develop. So say, and it could be over coffee. You might say something now that's just a snapshot that sparks off something in me that registers, that's a picture, you know, to go and develop in the dark room, as it were, the secret place, you know, and that's how I write the songs. And I guess that's why they're connected to today, you know, uh, with what's going on today, you know, uh, because I'm, I'm listening. It's more about listening than thinking. You know, some people have t- said to me, you know, workshops, you know, for young people and stuff, about how to write songs. And I often say the first thing to do is stop trying to write a song. Wow. Wow, that's good. Because if you sit at a desk with a blank page, you're just going to, people, I mean, people do it all the time. They write them in Nashville. They write hits. Let's write a hit. That's right. You know? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, it's okay to do that if that's what you're into, but I think there's a real need for people to just flow out of what's happening, you know, not trying to write a hit, you know, not trying to be funny, the same kind of thing, really. It's just coming a flow out of your life, you know? So the songs, they flow out of what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing, you know, today. And like, do you, so you're taking in all this information, like you're, you're, you're seeing stuff and you're like, wow, yeah, that I, I would love to use that. So do you just kind of remember it or do you have like, do you have like a, like a scrapbook, like a little journal or. Do, do you know, it's, it's not a whole bunch of stuff. Often it's a word, Yeah. you know, like, uh, I was, 
at uh, a Baxter Kruger men's conference. Uh, this is just an example. And uh, he, he was uh, doing some of his teaching. He's a proper theologian, you know. Yeah. And, and, um, <clears throat> and there was a, just a little, little point where, where he kind of stopped because I think he sensed people were struggling to take it in. And he just said this. He said, you may find you're struggling to believe this. But he said, but you just might find that inside of you is a real believer. Yes. And that is a snapshot. That yes. just goes, poof, you know, straight away, I'm on it. Often I, I'll just nip out of the meeting with my phone, you know, and record. Like, so I, I just go out the back of the room, you know, and I just start singing. Inside of you is a real believer. Then add it to it. Inside of you is the author and finisher. It's, you know, and, and so on. And inside of you is the heir of all things, you know, and, and, wow. and then go and develop that, you know, into, into the song. So the songs often come like that. It's a little snapshot. Wow. And then the rest develops rather than a big chunk thing. Yeah. Uh, because I'm not a reader, uh, I don't read books. So I, I've never been tested for dyslexia, but I've I've, I've barely read books. You know, I read yeah. I read scripture, sure, uh, but I really struggle. People give me books and I can't read them. I give them to my wife, you know, and she'll read them in a the night. You know, sure, sure. I, I I often smell books. I hold them and I oh wow. I, and I, I I breathe them in, thinking I'd love to read you. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Start eating the pages, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, maybe it'll it get just in doesn't me. happen. I read a page and uh, and it just uh, what if I just read? You know, it's like uh, <laughs> I think it's just the way I am. You know, and but someone once said to me, "It's better you don't read a lot of those books." You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> right. right. bad influence on you. You know, <laughs> I remember when uh, about ten years ago when we we sort of came to a new place, Jill and myself. Um, particularly with the focus on the gospel, you know, on the simplicity of Christ and him crucified. It was like a rebooting. And uh, Jill was heavily into, like, spiritual mapping and all the heavy-duty intercession stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. Even the Lord wondered what she was up to, you know. <laughs> it was, and there was, was a time where we just got rid of all these crazy books that were, like, heavy-duty kind of... Uh, I mean, what were they about, you know? I think some of them were borderline witchcraft, really. But anyway, you know, we got rid of a skip full of books at that time. <laughs> So yeah, I don't read a lot of books. Well, I don't read any books, but except the Bible. It's funny, funny thing that yeah uh, that I I can drink in the Bible. Wow, which to me shows it's completely different from That's any right. other book. That's right. Because when I read Scripture, it's like I'm drinking. You know, wow. it's like I'm eating it. You know, wow. I'm eating the Word. You know. Wow. So there is a difference. What was like like because you? How long have you been leading worship for? Um. Wow, long time. Um, I remember uh, uh, way, way back in the early eighties, uh, where I, you know, I, I just played the guitar in the in the background kind of thing. Okay. And I remember this pastor um, called Phil Talbot. He said to me, "I just feel you should have a go at uh, leading worship." You know, and to me, it just felt outrageous. You know, I mean, uh, I, I just didn't feel. I could do it, you know, but yeah. um, but I thought I'll have a go, you know, and um, I remember this particular evening leading worship, and it felt like the room was full of a like a, a it was like a big balloon full of water. That's what it felt like, all the people there. And so if wow. you touched it there, they sort of wobble over there, and then it'll come back wobble over here. Wow. I felt that, I felt on reflection, it was like the Lord was showing me 
this isn't like my old band days. I used to be in bands, you know, in the 70s where okay. people look at you and, and watch you perform, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it was like the Lord was showing me the whole congregation is the band. Wow. You know, this is this is a one sound. Everybody's in this. So I often say at meetings, you'll have heard me say, you've all passed the audition, you're all in the band. You know, and that, wow. it, that it's sort wow. of, a, that's where I first uh, felt I was shown that. You know that uh, it's important. It's a corporate experience. Wow! You know? And uh, everybody's connected to this. You know, and uh, yeah. So that was an interesting time. And from then on, yeah, it's been quite an adventure for uh, the last forty years or whatever. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like, do you remember the first song that you wrote where there was like a where there was a shift from uh, perhaps like a, a traditional kind of worship song to perhaps maybe something a little bit more untraditional where you felt like you were kind of pushing the edge. Like, do you remember what, what like that first song where you're like, okay, this is different. Yeah. I, I did write songs back in those days when I was first leading worship and, uh, oh, you did. yeah, but it always, it was in the days of acetates, you know, you, you put an oh, acet acetate on a, on a overhead projector. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know Transparencies. I mean? yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Sure. <laughs> we call them acetates in England. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we don't say that word <laughs> in the U S <laughs> <laughs> so it's like some kind of drug. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we did acid back in those days. <laughs> okay. Godfrey. All right. That's great, buddy. That, that explains it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so I'd, I'd write the odd song you know and i'd bring it i'd do a few of the normal songs you know yeah. that were around at that time and then i'd feed in one of my songs you know into the mix and this is the 80s yeah the early 80s yeah. and and um and i always kind of felt like it always felt like uh this is one of godfrey's you oh know? It, it, it always felt a bit like that <laughs> and it always felt like they could tell it was one of mine because on the on the slide, it, for the who'd written the song, it would say anonymous. That's amazing. <laughs> that was the giveaway. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Which was false humility, really. You know what I mean? You just put, I always say the song right. Put your name written on by there. You know nobody I mean? important. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> up, written yeah. by just a worm, <laughs> <laughs> a miserable worm, yeah. blowing the gospel trumpet. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like, um, and so. You know, people, that would be the giveaway. They'd yeah. know it was mine, you know, and, and, and they could tell it was mine because it was probably a bit naff, you know, and, um, and, and, and kind of that's how it was back then. You know, it was almost like, you know, let's encourage him, you know, lift your hands up and stuff, you know. <laughs> it just felt like it wasn't really connecting. Wow. But then, um, you know, a few years of that, but then the, the shift happened, I guess. And I'd say those songs weren't corporate either. They were oh, okay. probably songs that you just listened to because they weren't sure. really singable sure. corporately, you know. But then I, I wrote this song uh, later on called Outrageous Grace. Mm. And um, while I was writing that, there was something different happened. And what happened was uh, I was going through a really bad time. Uh, everything seemed to be caving in on me. I was right on the edge of stepping into full time. And uh, it just seemed like everything was going crazy. And I remember having physical pain in my chest when I wow. woke up in the morning. You wow. know? I just heard the Lord saying, yeah, there is a lot of pain, but there's a lot more healing. And that was the first line of it. Oh, then wow. I got to the chorus, oh, outrageous grace, oh, outrageous grace. And while I was singing the chorus, I could hear thousands and thousands of voices in my head. 
Wow. <laughs> I wasn't hearing voices, but you know what I mean? I could <laughs> hear them in my imagination or whatever. Yeah. Maybe it was a great cloud of witnesses. Yeah. Singing, oh, outrageous grace. You wow. Know, love unfilled by heaven's hand, you know? And uh, I could hear all the voices singing it. And, um, and then uh, I played it to my wife. I always played songs to my wife first. Wow. And she was in bed and it was in the morning. And uh, I just played it to her, you know. I said, what do you think of this, you know? And every time I got to the chorus, my wife, Jill, just fell about laughing, you know. And we both were just like hysterically laughing every time we sang the chorus, you know. And that gave me an indication there's something on this. Wow. Something of joy on this, yeah. you know. Yeah, Releasing joy, although it wasn't a joyful lyric particularly, you know. It's quite serious. And when was it this? Was when, releasing when, joy. when did you write this? That one? was uh, 98. Wow, okay. Yeah. 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 At uh, 97, 97. Okay. Yeah. And um and then uh I was asked to play someone had heard the song and I was asked to play it just the song. Okay. At Rage's Grace at like a Bible week about 9,000 people. <laughs> Sweet. And uh and it was during the offering which is the great slot, yeah. <laughs> Not the best time to play. Cuz that's a, a lot song. of people, 9,000 people. That's a big yeah, that's yeah. a big event. It was a big event and I was yeah. nobody never been anywhere, never done anything, you know? Wow. I mean, yeah. completely you know, wet behind the ears. So sure. I'm stood there a little bit kind of thinking this is a bit freaky, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, totally, yeah, totally. People never done anything like that before, you know. And I, and it was during the offering which is, like I say it's usually people are just looking and filling out checks and stuff you know and you yeah. just background music and it did feel a bit like that at the beginning and a friend of mine said that I thought he was going to bomb you know because nothing was happening you know <laughs> and uh, by the time I got to the second chorus I think it was suddenly the whole big top it was in the big top just went boom and all the people in the big top were like just complete just exploded and then the third chorus and that it's like the roof blew off you know wow and then i was asked to play it at every meeting they had after wow you know and um i remember the first time i played it, it just like before the that song huh like yeah. well just before that happened i remember playing it at another like a smaller like a, a event thing and uh, a guy asked me to play it and i played it and and people came running forward and we were lying flat on their faces, you know. Some were laughing, some were crying. And like I said, I don't know what was happening. I, I didn't know what was happening, but I knew <laughs> this song was doing something, you know. Yeah. And at that time, it just seemed to be have something on it that was beyond where I was at completely, you know. And I mean, that I, song really contrasted, like, anything else that you'd written up to that time. Like, Yeah, I mean, it was a song that, uh, you know, I mean, it had, like, a different feel to anything else I've done yeah and yeah. Uh, it was like a, really a starting point uh, I mean I still occasionally play this song now but but then you know I, I it's you can't work it out right when it was fresh and new a new song it had something on there that was like woof it just wow. you know I mean it just had a, a real big impact you know and, and you were talking to me earlier about like after you wrote this song that that on one hand, there was there was all this the, this fresh anointing on it and this incredible response. On the other hand, there were other people that didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember after, that's just humanity. That's Bible humanity week. for you, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. After the Bible, I was getting like letters and stuff saying, uh, you know, um, you shouldn't use the word outrageous and all this, you know. And uh, you know, they hit me at first. You know, I thought, oh dear, you know, and. Uh, and then I, I contacted a friend of mine, you know, who's a songwriter, and uh, this girl I knew, and she said, file it in the trash, you know. 
<laughs> delete yeah 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 um because some people just want to shoot you down you know um particularly if something's taken off you know? was that the beginning of kind of like <laughs> the persecution like i mean <laughs> <laughs> well i've had a few letters and emails since then yeah and I, i've been on a few heresy websites yeah you know um and you kind of do get used to it a little bit you know and um I, I think one of the things about getting older is you don't really give a rip anymore about sure, stuff like sure, that, you know. Sure, And um, I've nothing to prove anymore. And uh, I put on a Facebook page this morning that, you know, one thing I love about getting older is that, uh, you know, you're, you're not trying to impress anyone anymore, you know what I mean? You're not trying to build up a ministry or something, you know what I mean? I'm just at ease with who I am, you know what I mean? And it's quite a release, really. It's one of the beautiful things about being, you know, heading for your pension. <laughs> time you know uh, being a senior you call them here yeah yeah you know? yeah, um, yeah and but i think along the journey there's been a time where you know people have taken pots at me you know but um but you, you know you you learn to sort of uh, decipher what who what they are they often the really heavy ones they don't give a name you know yeah sure sure it's, sure you know they, you, so you can't get back to them you, you can't discuss it with them and I guess some, as I say, you know, hurt people hurt people. Yeah, wow. some people just want to hurt you. Yeah. Wow, wow. And I, it was cool last night. You sang, you sang uh, the Nicene Creed. Yeah. And so on one hand, you have these songs where everybody's jumping around like pogo sticks, yeah. yelling beep beep. But then all of a sudden, you 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 sing this incredible creed. And is, is that a, is that a newer song that you've written? Or? Yeah, it's on um, the last album I did. Yeah. Uh, again, Baxter uh, encouraged me to do that. You know, he, he preaches on the Nicene Creed. He goes through it and uh, very powerful uh, of what it actually means, you know, and uh, the declaration of who our God actually is, you know. Wow. And, uh, yeah, he encouraged me. He said, put it to music, you know, and uh, so I did that. And uh, he, he kind of checked it out. And I had originally, because one of the versions of the Nicene Creed, it says, uh, I believe in one God. And I had it like that, I believe in one God and so on. And that's the one I sent to him. And he said, change it to we believe. He said, because we're, we're joining the great cloud of witnesses oh, wow. as we're singing it, you know, and uh, wow. it made sense. And uh, yeah, it's it's been an interesting thing to kind of uh, download to people, you know, because uh, I feel it's an amazing thing to declare, you know, and it's very clear of who our God is. It's saying Jesus is of the same being as the Father, you know the holy spirit of the same being and i just sometimes get concerned that you know some places you know it's like they have jesus a little lower than the father almost you know oh wow and uh you know it's important we declare our god is father son and holy spirit yeah one, one you know and, yeah uh, of the same being you know uh and and the whole thing of the nicene creed is a really powerful thing to declare and i've seen it release incredible faith and an excitement you know in, in declaring it through song yeah yeah i'd love for you to unpack that a little bit more as far as as far as how you see people like placing more gravity on one particular part of the of the trinity because it, it is interesting within the different church traditions right like mm -hmm. i think probably more of the reformed traditions it's it's it all it's almost like it's jesus only like it's jesus 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 with very little uh -huh. emphasis on the holy spirit uh -huh. and really i i probably even very little emphasis on the on the father but mm -hmm. it seems like within our within our stream 
the Holy Spirit gets almost all the attention. And then more recently, of course, with the Father Reformation, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, wherever, like, you know, I, I think probably like the majority of the songs that are like chart toppers right now are, it's all about, you know, good, good father yeah, yeah. To, yeah. and daddy, you know, like, yeah. it, like, like the theology <laughs> started coming out in the nineties with the father's blessing and all that. Yeah. But it took like 20 years until the worship caught up with it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So now everything's daddy, father, which is yeah. good. So we got Holy spirit and father, but yeah, what are you seeing? Like, what are you seeing happening with this, with, with bringing more gravity to, to the person of Jesus and like the revelation of Jesus within our particular stream where we tend to begin the Bible in Acts chapter two <laughs> yeah, and skip yeah. all the gospel, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, um, I, I <laughs> it's so important that, we, you know, we, we're, we're Christ-centered, you know, that, uh, you know, that, uh, I, l- I love that scripture, and it always comes back to that for me. You know, I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Christ and Him crucified. Wow. You know, that that has to be central to what we're about. To the message of the gospel, yeah, is central to what we're about. You know, and I, I believe it's happening. You know, but uh, the but the declaration of the of the three Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and that's what the creed does. It tells the whole story really of uh, of it all and uh, you know i believe in the holy ghost lord lord and giver of life you know who receives from the father and from the son you know who you know together is worshipped and so on you know the the creed says it all it's a great starting point of a meeting really because this is this is what we're about folks you know what i mean and uh, you know people might take a pot at you because they think you're a bit wacky and weird but just uh, you know <laughs> stick stick the Nicene Creed out there as a starting point you know and uh, you can't go wrong with that really do you ever use that song as like a song to kind of rein things in a little bit like like with with your <laughs> like with your with your worship it just kind of sets this like hey tonight anything goes right like what happens in vegas stays in vegas right like like does it ever get like too weird for godfrey and you got to like stick that song in to kind of like okay that's like or you just kind of like you know well i mean the reason i wrote it really and the reason i sing it is because i do love it and i believe it yeah. i do believe it yes you know and uh but i remember when i recorded it on the album intrinsically linked um uh it was live in manchester in the uk and uh, I remember the pastor saying, you know, people because his church has been thrown out of this particular network because of what they believe and stuff, you know. And wow. he said, uh, I wish you'd just come along tonight and, and listen to this. We're singing the Nicene Creed, for goodness sake. You know what I mean? <laughs> you saying this after he got kicked out? <laughs> yeah, his church got kicked out of the network okay, yeah. because, because they consider them to be like, you know, too left sure, field or sure. whatever, you know. And he's, he's like saying, he's like, how much more orthodox and- can you get? <laughs> right? Like- <laughs> <laughs> exactly, you know quite funny really. are you singing it <laughs> that's what i'd be like are you singing it? i didn't think so <laughs> shut up <laughs> yeah yeah so it's a, one of those things but um i like i like doing uh humor songs as well i mean i like again i don't try and do it uh like you mentioned one before i wrote one uh, there's somebody here uh, and it came out of the actual experience of that happening so many times a while back, you know, in the middle of worship, someone would jump on the platform. I just believe there's somebody here that's uh, blah, 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 you know, and there was one beautiful one. I won't say where it was, uh, but one guy uh, jumped on this uh, and it was a big meeting, about a thousand people. And uh, he jumps on the platform and he said, I just feel there's somebody here uh, with a yellow car. 
and nobody responded. And he interrupted worship yeah, yeah. to give this word about yeah. somebody here with a yellow car. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And nobody responded. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> of all these people. And he waited and he waited and he waited and nobody responded. And then, and then he just said, well, they must be on their way. <laughs> Which has got to be a laugh. I mean, it's just a gift for a song. You know, that's what started the song. You know, there's somebody here with a big butt gun and it's got there's somebody here with an itchy bottom and stuff. You know, and it's just, you know, there's somebody here. And at the end, it's got like a circus, you know. That's a kazoo, right, on the recording? A kazoo and a trumpet, actually. Oh, yeah, A friend of mine, Raul Oliveira, he's Elton John's trumpeter. Really? Yeah, yeah. And he's Elton John's and my trumpeter. Come on. Elton John and Godfrey's trumpeter that's right yeah he's a great guy he's portuguese yeah he's a top trumpeter yeah maybe would it be okay if we use that song at the end of this podcast yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you guys are gonna love it yeah i cried laughing when the first time i heard that song i just laughed and laughed i was like are you allowed to sing songs like this like that was the first song. reaction i got when i put it on uh, facebook like a you know i did a youtube clip yeah. of the demo and somebody wrote something like that you know i'm not sure you're allowed to do that you know it's like <laughs> there's that song serious that song's on youtube and there's like a uh there's like a, a red curtain there's like there's like this red, red chairs yeah did you post empty. that or did is that yeah. like a godfrey fan that posted that uh if it's a load of empty chairs that's yeah a, a demo bunch of empty version. chairs yeah yeah and then, there's somebody here yeah somebody here. <laughs> Like, no, actually, nobody's here. <laughs> but and, I had fun with that. And like I, I mentioned to you before, but I had one that I was going to put on my new I album. You, I was going to ask you about that. Like, and, if, if uh, there's ever been a song that was like, you're like, ah, I don't think, I don't yeah, think they're ready I for this. I kind of held this one back. I just thought it might be. I just love that a you're still writing too. songs like this. Where oh yeah, you know, still, you're like, still ah. a whole bunch of them. I might do an album of them. I've got an oh, album wow. in me that's going to be called Nevermind the Bishops. <laughs> you heard of the Sex Pistols in the UK? Yeah, yeah. Nevermind the Bollocks, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, the Sex Pistols album got banned because of the word bollocks. I don't know if you know yeah, what it means, that, but anyway. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, in the, but someone did some research and discovered that actually the word means bishops originally. Really? Know? Yeah, so I thought I'd do this album called Nevermind the Bishops. So maybe I'll do one all of this like comedy like songs. Band. This will pro- probably be like a band album. You know, he'll <laughs> have a fluorescent cover, you know, and sort of. A <laughs> oh, Godfrey, you got to do that. It's in me, you know. Yeah. I mean, it will, we will come. I'm hoping to do it, you know. So I'll put songs on like this one that I'm holding back. I've Tell us about this, this song that you well, it's, decided it's called, not you to one, put on the album. Are you one shabba short of a breakthrough? <laughs> and and uh, it goes on to say, Are your prophetic warnings getting boring? Did a donut ruin your 40-day fast? And it feels like your extended meetings can't last. Well, well, don't forget to enter the rest. You who've heard the gospel message, you have been blessed bountifully. You've already got all that's worth getting. Oh, that's so good. I love it. I and love then the it. chorus is, come, come, come. It's a bit like countryish. Come, come, come. Come and get nothing. You know you need it. Come and receive it. Come, you know, from the scripture, for in, um, for in Christ all the fullness of the deity dwells in bodily form, and you've been given wow. the fullness, the head of every power and authority. So it's like, it's from that place of saying, we have it already. We might not yes. have unpacked it, yes. you know, but, but, 
but we're not going to get anything that we haven't already got in Christ. Yes. Oh, God, man, that's like the tension in worship. Like that's Uh the tension of like so much stuff that's that's like begging and pleading. That's being written. Yeah, Yeah. where you're like where you're leading a whole room into uh, into making these declarations for something that's already been given to us. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was um, and there's like. You know, so I used to lead worship, you know, and every now and then bro, I, I told the church, I'll, I'll do it like once a year. You, you, you can, you can have me once a year, you know, but there are, there are actually songs where, where I have to, I have to change the lyrics. I don't know if that's legal, but you know, where you have to just, you know, just one little line, you have an incredible song. And of course the, the, the ungodly beliefs are always in the verses, you know, cause you, you sing these verses and you can sing anything in a verse and get away with it. It's just gotta have the course has to be biblical. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, there are these like, there are these like little, just, but man, um, yeah, like new covenant worship and this idea of what's been unlocked through the death, burial and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then declaring that that's so rare. Uh-huh. And like, that's uh-huh. like a big part of what you, you said it last night. I forget how you said it. You're like I'm a declarer, or I'm a her- like. How did you say a proclaimer? That? I'm a proclaimer. I don't look at myself so much as a worship leader. I used to do that years ago. I used to be able to lead much weeping and wailing and gnashing and teeth and stuff. You know what I mean? I was known for doing that and wow. and warfare and stuff. You know that's what I did. You know, and I I knew how to do it. I knew I knew how to press all the buttons. I knew how to make it happen. You know, but. Uh, since about 10 years ago where I had a complete reboot. It was like the camel going through the eye of the needle in a way, you know, it was, wow. it was like, um, it was like the Lord was showing me, I want you to come forward, but I want you to drop that baggage you've picked up over the years. Wow. I've got something fresh for you. And it was like, not only leave the baggage, but leave the camel behind, you know, which represented what I was doing, you know, and what I was getting well known for, you know, I was playing like stadiums leading intercession worship and stuff, you know, and I'm not saying any of it's wrong. I'm sure. just saying the Lord wanted me to drop that stuff wow. and come forward with this. And it was simply this to, to sing the good news, to sing the gospel. I remember uh, a friend of mine saying, you're going to pioneer a new genre of music. Wow. It's going to be called gospel music. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new thing. The world's never seen it. It's called gospel music. <laughs> you know, music That's written true. from Good the news. place of the finished work of the cross, you know, wow. from this side of the cross. You know? And you do, you get, you, get, you get whole rooms declaring these things and, that they don't even necessarily believe about the finished work of the cross. Uh-huh. And, you, and so people are making these faith statements, declaring mm-hmm. these faith statements, which is so much more healthy than yeah. perhaps declaring their these kind of soulish facts, uh-huh. you know? And, yeah, I mean, and I, I love I love the worship scene and all that, you know, I'm not, I'm not knocking any of it, you know, but I know my own call, it took me a while to get through it, you know, yeah. is, you know, I feel the Lord showing me that I, you know, that I'm not a worship leader, I'm a proclaimer. Wow. You know, wow. I preach in song. Right. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, absolutely. My songs are many preachers, you know. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. you know, thought you were having a manifestation, <laughs> you're just sneezing. <laughs> Come out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we did in the middle of the interview. Darren started manifesting. I thought, I thought that was really hitting <laughs> you, man. <laughs> 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 I thought it was saying something <laughs> profound, you know what I mean? And you go like, a chew. Oh. <laughs> Come out. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna ask you. Uh, there's a song I haven't been able to find, and so I don't even know if this is a true story because I don't think I've I heard it from you. 
um, I heard from Justin, and it was regarding the song that you you wrote, but way back in the day, during a time when you were kind of frustrated. And I think this song was called "You've Not Come." Oh, is, is that true? Like, <laughs> would, yeah. would you be willing to tell tell that story? Because yeah. I, I I thought that was such a great story. Like, who writes a song? <laughs> To, you know, a worship song called You've Not Come. <laughs> yeah, crazy days. Crazy days. I was just, you know, I was doing all sorts. You know, I mean, I was having, all, I was on this like wild adventure with the Lord, really, yeah. discovering all different aspects. Yeah. Even wrote a song called Dread God, you know, Dread God. It, I mean, it just kill a meeting flat, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so after I finished it, everyone would feel so depressed and just go home, you know what I mean? It's a great way if you want to go for a curry, you know what I mean? Just sing that song. And, oh, uh, but this one, uh, it was called Oh God, Oh God, Oh God. It it was an album I did, and uh, yeah, and it was uh, we've waited, but you've not come, you know. <laughs> and then the chorus said that, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, you know. It was like this. It was like kind of like this wild kind of thing. Uh, but it was, I guess, it was you know part of my adventure in the Lord was um, of, of that feeling of you've not come, you know. And at that time, wasn't Hillsong pretty new? And they wrote a song called like "You Have Come" or something. Yeah, and that you heard like, he's here or something. Yeah, he is here. And yeah, he's like, here. You and heard wrote, that, and you were like, oh. I've, I was singing, he's not. <laughs> so Hillsong was singing, "You Have Come." He's not here. And, and you're like, we prayed and we fasted. <laughs> yeah, but you've not come. <laughs> like, We've done all this stuff, but you've not come yet. Oh, crazy, man. crazy. You know, but um, you know, uh, yeah. Some of your old albums, you wish you could just weren't there, you know, but they're there to download. I, say, I, I, haven't, I haven't been able to find them. I, like, I would love, I would love, you I know. mean, they're funny, you know, to, it's, it's all part of my journey, I guess, yeah. you know what I mean? And um, in discovering, you know, and you, you know, you remain teachable all, all the time, you know, and, and a lot of it is who you hang out with, you know, yeah. like uh, I was hanging out with people that that was the page they were on, I guess, as wow. well, you know, a lot of the heavy duty prophetic intercession people, you know, wow. that's where they were at, you know, yeah, and, uh, you know, quite heavy and depressing, you know, yeah, and um, so 10 years or so back, suddenly I'm discovering, you know, through Slosh Fest and stuff, yeah, um, the joy you know the joy of uh in worship and and the song i can't go back was the fact i was singing what was happening you know wow i've gone so far out that i can't go back beep beep you know can't go back to those boring heavy meetings you know can't go back to you know um whatever <laughs> yeah know, the whole list of stuff you yeah know, because you know, I just, I'd had en I've had enough. I had enough and got on the bus with glorious Jesus. You Amen. Know? We're off out of here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you haven't, and you haven't gone back. Like all, these, year, all these I years. I couldn't go back. Yeah. All these years later, you just, you're still going I could not go back. You know, even though, you know, I was doing stuff like these big Bible weeks and stuff and yeah. getting quite well known <laughs> in a way, you know what I mean? Yeah. I would not go back to that for anything. I wow. prefer to do a, a you know, 15 people in a, in a living room then go back to one of those things you know as, as as a bigger deal as it was at that time you know when i think back to it you know there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff on the underbelly that i i, I no longer want to be part of wow you know, i want to be free from yeah. all that, that yeah. politics and stuff and, yeah do you know yeah. what i mean uh, yeah. bless bless them you know bless their cotton socks but i prefer to be 
like just <laughs> singing the gospel, you know, and wow. declaring the good news and uh, and keeping it simple, you know. Yeah, uh, wh- one of my favorite videos of you. Um, somebody posted it on Facebook a, a couple a couple years ago, and um, you you guys are doing this big this big conference, and um, somebody wasn't able to come because they were they were sick. And so after the conference, the conference went to their like to their flat there. So I think somewhere in the UK, and so oh, in Switzerland. Yeah, and so the video is the camera's going through this big party, like somebody's got their camera front, and they're going through. And every it's the girl who'd had back surgery, yeah, yeah. And there's all this community and all this life, and people are just hanging out and just having a good time. And then the camera goes into the bedroom, and there's there's this girl laying on her bed, and you're at the foot of her bed. That's a bit backwards. Leading worship. And I was like, this is incredible. And then the camera comes back out of the bedroom, you know, and goes back through the party and comes back and you're just, you're singing over her. And it was just. There were one or two people in the bedroom too. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds a bit weird. It was just you at the end of this girl's bed. And then the camera goes. (laughs) My wife was there too. (laughs) Thanks for that. <laughs> that is true. Thanks for the correct. <laughs> People didn't know where they so where the connection you know. <laughs> where there this? you were. <laughs> <laughs> the foot of the bed. <laughs> Gets everywhere, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> this girl in her bed. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean to. The You're getting like more and more nervous as I tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, I'll have to call your your accountability partner. Let, you know, <laughs> did you yeah. see the video? <laughs> oh, it's yeah, so there were other funny. people about. Honest. <laughs> yeah, that was in Switzerland. They're great, those guys in Bern, in Switzerland. And uh, yeah, she she couldn't come because she'd had back surgery, and uh, and so uh, we had this party at her house. And she so, you know, wanted to be in the uh, the worship and stuff. So I did my own little set for her, you know. Wow. And uh, I thought that was amazing. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. But, you know, often I find it sometimes the most powerful stuff is one-to-one. When I go to the psychiatric units and stuff, a lot of it's one-to-one. You know, do they you allow still me do on that? The wards. Yeah. Really? They allow me on the wards now. One hospital, you know, uh, they just allow me to go on the wards. Um sort of with my guitar, you know, and, uh, you know, I don't have to go with anyone. I'm, I'm just on the wards and a lot of the people there think I'm a patient, you know, and sort of, a, <laughs> but I kind of like it that way because, you know, I, I don't see any separation. I, I don't see myself as different to them, you know, wow. because I have my own struggles in, in my teens, late teens and stuff, you know, and I'm often singing to teenagers, you know, and sometimes it's one literally like this, one-to-one facing each other. Wow. So I'll just be singing to them do you believe what I believe about you and stuff, you know, and, uh, or I'm not disappointed in you, you know, and just, and just seeing, um, them receiving it too. Cause somehow song can, can, uh, s- sort of spoon in. It's like medicine with the words, you know, it sort of just eases it in, you know? Um, but that, but that song, uh, do you believe what I believe about you? I, that opened the door for me to go into the psych wards, you know? But also it's been used uh, by a charity in Africa called Stop Child Witchcraft Accusations that pick uh, uh, children um, in Africa that have been accused of witchcraft. They end up on the streets, they've been abused, you know, with all kinds of crazy 
you know, false deliverances and stuff, you know. They end up on That's the crazy. streets. That's crazy. Well, this this charity picks them up and obviously looks after them, you know, like in homes and stuff. But the leader of the charity heard the song and then they had a dream where he, he, he felt the children that they're rescuing uh, were listening to this song in their own language. Do you believe what I believe about you? I think you're amazing. They were here uh, and they were hearing it last thing at night. And in the morning, they were singing the song and singing, I think you're amazing. That's the chorus. Yeah, I think, I think you're, you're amazing. amazing. My love for you never changes, you know. And, and so he contacted me and he said, could we use your song to do this? And it's been translated into just about all the African dialects and languages, French, and uh, a girl's recorded the songs in all these different languages. And they have it on like a pod thing. Uh-huh. And last thing at night, they listen to that song. Oh, my goodness. And he said, and in the morning, they're singing the words. You oh, know, my goodness. I think you're amazing. You know? Wow. Do you believe what I believe about you? You know, you are beautiful, precious. You're irreplaceable. You're unique. Created for this intimacy. Forever we belong together. So these little kiddies in their own language are hearing that last thing at night, you know. So the Lord's used that song wow. for the sight wars, and you know, to hear that was a real blessing to me. To hear that, how do uh, like how, how do how do people respond like in the psych wards when you're when you're looking and you're seeing something that's so like you're you're seeing something that's just so intimate. I mean, it's it's got to be. I mean, that's got to be unlike any encounter maybe some of these people have ever had in their in their lives, mm-hmm. and it's got to be pretty intense, even though the song is so soft and sweet. I mean, how do, how do people respond to that? Well, it varies. Um, sometimes, you know, there'll be a, a group sat around on on chairs and stuff. Yeah. Some of them now, they know the songs, you know. Uh, wow. So I go in and they know the songs. Some of them are like banging, you know, I'll go through about three different doors and there's like a glass window on each one. Yeah. And sometimes they know I'm coming and they're banging on the windows. Like, oh, my goodness. Like, and they're singing the songs. Go on, go for oh, it. Oh, my on. goodness. You know, and it's, oh like, it's like family, you know. It's, uh, it's like, what's well, church, you know. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, and they love songs like Gospel Train and Are You Ready and stuff like that. They ask for them, you know. And um, Wow. Some amazing people, you know, uh, and um, and uh, so sometimes it's one to one. You know, I remember one guy; he looked pretty terrifying, big, big, thick set guy. You know, uh, all tattooed all over his body and everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. really quite a fearsome looking guy. Yeah. You know, but he sat in front of me, and everyone else had gone for a cigarette break, and he passed on his cigarette break to listen to me singing. I'm not disappointed in you. Wow. Eyeball to eyeball. And the nurses came up to me. This is not a Christian hospital. It's the NHS, you know. The nurses came up to me and said, that guy has never done that. He'd never miss his cigarette break. You don't say fag, do you? Yeah. <laughs> he'd, never, he'd never passed on his cigarette break. Something, wow. And they said something was happening there with that guy because he would, you know, that's a big deal. The cigarette break in a psych ward is a big deal. Yeah. It gives you a break to get outside get for to a go minute. Outside. You know? Yeah. 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 That's so incredible. I see things like that happening, you know. But you know, when I go in the, the wards, one thing, I had to wait 40 years almost for the door to open. And I believe it's because if I'd have gone in earlier, I'd have gone in for scalps. How many can I get? You know what I mean? Wow, and, yeah. uh, but the Lord's shown me, you know, don't, don't, you don't have to make people say a little prayer. You don't have to, you know, just carry my love. You know, just take my love into the wards. Let them experience my love and my love for them and that I'm not disappointed in them. Wow. Know, that I love them. I, I knew them before they were born, you know? And uh, and so that's it. So 
I don't come away thinking, oh, I got three today or whatever, so I could go and show off at church on a Sunday morning. You know, how many did I get? You know what I mean? It, wow. It's important that it's a completely ego-free venture, and uh, uh, you know, and and it's it, it's kind of it's presenting the love of God, proclaiming the love of God to people. Yeah, you know? it just rem- reminds me of just even the definition of agape to 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 love to give without expecting anything in return. Yeah, like you're going in and just loving these people without any agenda. Yeah, but just yeah. To, just to love, and that's yeah. that's inc- that's incredible. Well, you know, I mean, uh, I just know it's a God door. You know, people who work in the psych psych wards can't believe what got in. You know, wow. And I did try for it. Like I say, it was nearly forty years because I had my own troubles in my late teens and early twenties. And when I got a hold of the gospel initially, I wanted to get into the hospitals, you know, but they wouldn't let me back in. Yeah. Um, and until I written, I wrote that song, Do You Believe What I Believe? And then the hospitals got in touch with me and said, a girl's been listening to the CD with this track on. And it's really helped her. She'd been self-harming, but it's really helped her. Wow. And we were wondering, would you come in and sing for us, you know? Wow. It, it kind of came through that song, really, and this girl who'd been self-harming, so... Yeah, and uh, from there on, you know, there are a number of hospitals. This one in particular in Northampton, they just say, whenever you want to come, you know. Wow. They've given me like an open kind of thing, you know. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I, I love it. And, uh, and speaking of psych words, so when you're going for, to, through all these different churches, <laughs> I, which I'm, are very similar, I'm having yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> so you sing in psych wards and churches, okay. <laughs> well, some of the churches are crazier than the psych wards, I tell you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And that's true. Yeah. But, um, but like when, when you're traveling, like you're going to a diversity of places and, and all over the world and stuff, like uh, what what are you seeing? Like what, the, the trends and stuff that you're seeing? And is it, it like, is it bringing you hope as far as what God's doing in the church? Like, Yeah. Uh, you know, 10, uh, I mentioned 10 years ago, I had a complete reboot, you know. And um, by then it seemed that, a little bit lonely uh, not many people you know i was going doing gigs and some of the gigs, places i went to were places where that were expecting the old me you know the leading the weeping and the wailing and the warfare and stuff <laughs> yeah, you know and yeah. uh, suddenly there's some joy on this stuff you know this yeah. singing and a lot of people reject it and i got rejected it and i got a lot of cancellations you know and uh, a lot of doors started shutting yeah but then other doors started open, like the site wards and the bars, the pubs and stuff like that. Wow. Uh, and that was back then, you know, that's what was happening. But what I feel now is that there's been a switch. Wow. You know, and it's it's beginning to turn around. What was considered back then to be a borderline heresy is now being received, and I'm seeing it in the mainstream. That's Sign, incredible. Signs of it happening. That's incredible. You know, in the mainstream now, you know, kind of seeing it and getting back to the centrality of the gospel. Wow. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah that's really that exciting. Is what excites me. Nothing. I, I'm on fire for the gospel. You know, that's what excites me more than anything because that's what I realize. You know, when I preach the gospel in places that, uh, you know, with some of my own testimony in there, I'm seeing people set free. You know, wow. and that excites me more than anything. Every time when I'm I'm going to speak somewhere, uh, I just hear the Lord saying, "Somebody's going to get free." Wow. Somebody's going to get free wow. from the drudgery of dead religion and and do it yourself gospel, you know. What I mean, and yeah, free from all that stuff, and and that's what I see every time, you know. So you're seeing a lot of Christians getting saved. Well, people get free. You're, you're from, doing like evangelism from, in the church from dead religion, you yeah, know? and that sense of works and that sense of separation cruel, from cruel God, master. you know. Yeah. 
and uh, just seeing a light come on in their eyes, you know. And um, so it's it's a great privilege to carry the gospel. You know? Wow! Yeah, well, I love it. I love it. <laughs> and and, you, and I can tell. I can tell. And, and I love it too, Godfrey. And I just appreciate. I just appreciate you going for it and just. Um, uh, just your perseverance and just not not getting bummed out and quitting, but just continuing to love and love and love and give from that place of love. I mean, it's it you you just reek of the goodness and kindness of God, and I just so appreciate that. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> you smell that? That's kindness. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Godfrey. This is this Thank has been you. amazing. Yeah, it's been good to talk to you. All right, cool, yeah. man. All right. All right. Bless you. I just feel there's somebody here. Somebody here with a big back garden. There's somebody here with a large apartment. There's somebody here whose name is Flo. No, well, if it's not you, it's someone you know. Somebody here, somebody here, somebody here, somebody, somebody here, somebody here, somebody here, somebody is here. There's somebody here with a massive motorbike. There's somebody here with a bitty, 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 Somebody here who was born in the autumn There's somebody here with an itchy bottom Oh, there's somebody here, somebody here, somebody here, somebody Somebody here, somebody here, somebody here, somebody Podcasts are definitely trending right now. There are so many brand new podcasts that are hitting the market. And I think that iTunes is kind of overwhelmed. And one of the ways that iTunes aggregates what's hip and relevant from the rest of the noise that's hitting the web is through ratings and reviews. A bunch of you have already taken the time to leave a rating and a review of this podcast. And I just wanted to say thanks. You guys are incredible and you're so supportive and I love you. And if you haven't had a chance to take that minute or two to leave a review. If you do that, that'd be incredible. And I've created a shortcut to get you there. It's the darrenshow.com. That's the darrenshow.com. You can give it one star and that means that you think it's kind of lame or you can give it five stars and that means that you think this thing be dope, be tight, be off the chain. So if you would take the minute or two to leave a review, that would be mighty fine of you. Again, it's the darrenshow.com. Thanks guys.